Come on. Maureen and Charlie, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> yes, we are. All right. Well, I'm ready. The people are ready. Let's go. Welcome to Lifeblood Engage. This is George G. Our guests today are the strong and powerful Maureen Pelton and Charlie Hartwell. They are the co-founders of the Shift It Institute. They're known as the power couple, helping people to transform into better versions of themselves. I'm excited to have you on. Maureen and Charlie, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Uh, so our work is, at the Shifted Institute is about uh, igniting consciousness, inspiring human potential, and creating paradigm shifts. Um, one of the ways that we do this uh, that work is through the Bridge Builders Collaborative, where I'm uh, the managing director and Marine's a partner. Uh, we've been investing in startup companies in the space of mindfulness, consciousness, spirituality for the last 10 years. And we've been making a global impact through supporting entrepreneurs who are providing invitations for people to go deeper. So that's that's the primary work that I do. And our and I'll answer our personal life. We are husband and wife and we are conscious parents. We raised three amazing 20 year olds who are out in the world. Um, and we are deeply committed to doing our own personal work and our own work as a couple and our own work with our family and parenting. Um, And one of the, um, I think one of the key components to that is uh, we've both been trained in nonviolent communication. So that's how we engage in the world and our children were raised in it. And so they use it and don't even know it. (laughs) That's the little trick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right. It's always always kind of a trick to get somebody to do something to make them think it's their idea, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nonviolent communication for my children. I have a four-and-a-half-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, one so if we could spend the entire time focused yeah. on that, that would probably be good. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. So when you say conscious parenting or conscious, what 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 do you mean? Well, personally, what I mean is um, uh, uh, um, living um, well, living uh, in the present moment, knowing who we are, knowing our strengths and limitations, and accessing um, different levels of consciousness or different levels of energy. So in- intuition, innate goodness, intrinsic wholeness, um, seeing beyond the conditioning and entrainment and programming um, that we all uh, endure. I mean, I mean, I know you have young kids. It's happening to them. They're little sponges. For sure. <laughs> um, so it's really about uh, rising, rising below because it's, it's both and. It's going deeper within and expanding outward, but it's um, into more experience-based awareness versus thought-based knowledge. What do you think about that, Charlie? Not necessarily what Maureen said, but just your thoughts in general. Normally, when we're talking about parenting, just listen to her. Uh, She's the most amazing parent and has taught me a lot about how to be a better parent because when I was raising my two kids from my first marriage, I was not a good parent. Um, 
And I've learned a lot. Um, I, I, I actually was a good parent. I didn't allow myself to be a good parent because of the situation I was in. And what I think I would, that the only thing that I would add to what Maureen said was, you know, allow the kids the permission to be who they are, um, regardless of, you know, regardless of what you think of it, allow them to pursue and encourage them to pursue what their, um, what, what they want to do. The question was about consciousness. Oh, sorry. That's all good. No, I, I, I was really that. that. It's, all, it's all good. I think that you, you mentioned, you know, Charlie, you talked about how, how you, you very well could have been a great parent all the time or the, the whole time. You just didn't allow yourself to do it. And we talk about kids and let's, let's let our kids sort of be themselves. Is, is that the same as, 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 as I am in, in, in every facet of my life as a 42 year old man? Well, I think so. I think a lot of people, if, if, if I'm understanding the question correctly, <laughs> see if I get it right this time. A lot of people, you know, in their, in their, in their later years, they're still not following their passion. They still don't really know what their passions are and they're scared to follow them because maybe their family will be upset. Maybe their partner will be upset. Um, maybe they don't think they're good enough, uh, or worthy to follow what is sort of their heart's calling. So I think it happens to people at all ages, but you know, from a parenting perspective, if you can encourage kids at an early age, um, you know, to, to follow, you know, to follow and to allow them permission to do so, then they might not be in their forties or fifties asking these questions. Yeah. I appreciate that. How, how, how does one come to the recognition of, of, of this? Is it come on their own? How did y'all figure this out? Well, um, interestingly enough, <laughs> um, from a very young age, very young, I looked around at my family, who I love dearly, but I'm like, who are they and how did I land here and I could <laughs> be more different. And my mom, you know, she would say, you go to the beat of a different drummer. And, um, you know, when my dad met Charlie, he shook his hand and said, thank you for putting up with her. So <laughs> I was already, you know, on a different path. And so that was helpful to me because it was easy for me to break out of what I would call the clan mentality and start in my, it started um, young in my teenage years and start looking around and saying, well, who am I outside of all of this conditioning from the family, the church, the system? Um, but then at 21, I had a spontaneous mystical experience and that's what changed my life and deepened my pursuit of um, understanding I'm an energetic being in physical form having a human experience and so what what people don't understand is that transformation means letting go of everything you can't be attached to anything and it's a messy process <laughs> but it's a beautiful process and it's worth it and so um, that was my opportunity and blessing is from a very young age. And then therefore I've, I've held space. I've been a touchstone for thousands of people to do it, um, and have some, someone there for them. I, I kind of had to flounder and wander on my own for many years because it was 35 years ago. This was way before transformation was hip. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so it's 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 a beautiful unfolding and emerging if you can allow yourself to surrender to it. 
what is the is is I'm sure that every aspect of this is 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 really hard, and it's probably each aspect is harder for some people. Like it could be we could be talking about Charlie, and he could be going through this process, and the hardest part for you could have been dealing with leaving the church or dealing with what your mom or dad said or dealing with what your coworkers, the people at the club said. So, I mean, yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if there's a question there anywhere, but I'll let you take it. Yeah, for me. So I'll just tell a little bit of my own personal experience. I, I'm more stubborn than Marine. Uh, and uh, for me, uh, in my family system, which was uh, really screwed up, uh, but, but the community we, we lived in thought it was the perfect family. Mm. Um, my role was actually to sort of hold everything together in a system that had tremendous amounts of pain, bullying, mental health problems, et cetera, that nobody ever wanted to talk about. So for me, um, you know, my own transformation was ignited by death. Uh, and I'm stubborn enough where it took three forms of death the death of my father and grandfather, who were my role models, the death of a business, the death of a marriage that had been dead for years, but I didn't recognize it. And that was my opportunity, what, 18 to 19, 20 years ago, um, to sort of say, okay, um, I, I need to, I need to find a different path. And that was my moment where I began to wake up. Let's appreciate that very much. So I feel uh, do you think that, that that most everybody has some kind of I don't know if there's a term that you use mask on or layers that that, that that we sort of put up? Yes, of course. You know, we have the persona. A lot of people have the persona they project into the world, um, and and that just you know, it's based on on experience, it's based on conditioning, it's based on what we think people want us to be. I mean, one of the challenges I've witnessed quite a bit in my 35 years is parents projecting their story, their narrative, their dreams onto their kids and their kids becoming what they thought their parents wanted them to be. And then, you know, they're in their 30s or 40s or 50s and they're miserable and they didn't they weren't, they just became this persona they thought they were supposed to be. And, 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 and there are, there are many who with great courage, um, walk away from all that. I mean, I, I, I actually had a client who was, I think in their early forties, who, who was a journalist, but had always wanted to be a doctor and they went to med school and in, in their early forties. Hmm. They, they were like, Amazing. I became a journalist because of my parents, and this is really what I want to do. And I find a lot of that, and I witness a lot of parents doing it to their children, and they love their children. They're not doing it on purpose, um, but they think they know what's best for their child versus, I mean, if anything, what we need to do for our children is to acknowledge who they are and listen to them because it keeps them connected to themselves. You see a lot of people out there disconnected from themselves because they 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 just you start doubting yourself and and you get to the point where you don't trust yourself and the one thing we can give our kids and the people around us is to really acknowledge what their experience is what their feelings are what they need because that keeps them connected to themselves you 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 mentioned courage and that 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 it requires courage to be able to to take these steps. Uh, 
life is full of risk and rewards and I, I can 100% see where, where it takes courage to start doing this work. Do people say, well, how do I know that it's going to be worth it? Yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this beautiful place where, you know, people are suffering and their life isn't working or they know something's off and they start to start to become more aware and they start to make changes. But like I said, they have to let go of things. And this is the moment where we go into what I call the abyss or the unknown. And we're sitting there having letting go, knowing we need to let go more, but there isn't anything to to hold on to. And what people really want is they want reassurance. They want to know that it's okay. You know, it's going to be okay once they get there. And um, so they sit in that place and that's where the courage comes in because a lot of people will say, I can't, you know, I, I I don't trust this. I don't know for sure. This is uncomfortable. I'm kind of going to go back. Um, but for those of us who stay in there, stay in the unknown, surrender, use our courage, um, as we let go, more is revealed and it comes forward. And it is so worth it. Anyone who's been through it will tell you it's so worth it. And yet it's that individual decision that needs to be made when we're in there. Because it is, it is the unknown. There's no guarantee. But I can say, I've never, I mean, I can say thousands of people, n- no one has regretted it. Everyone has benefited from going through it that has had the courage to do it. I've never seen a bad experience. Charlie, your perspective? Well, I think Maureen, you know, has worked more with clients. I, I do more work of supporting companies. Um, so I think her experience here with individuals is a lot deeper than mine. Yeah, I appreciate that. Got it. We do crave that certainty, right? We, we, yeah. we just want to know, but the courage and taking that leap of faith, um, is that's, I, 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 I suppose, I suppose that decision right there, whether I'm going to stay with this or I'm going to pull the ripcord and, uh, and, 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 and get out of it. That's, that's, that's going to be the determination of whether or not you come out on the other side of it. So, and and that's why I want to add again <laughs> that being able to trust yourself, to be connected to yourself, which which is essential. That if you have that, then you can do it. You can pull the ripcord. If I find with adults that it's the not trusting themselves that stops them, mm-hmm. and that goes way back. You know, this episode is brought to you by Money Alignment Academy. If you are looking for a financial wellness platform for your company, your organization, and your employees, check out moneyalignmentacademy.com or click on the link in the notes of the show. Yeah. How how long does this process usually take? Well, it depends. <laughs> nope. I want a binary answer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I was going to say it depends upon how much resistance you have. <laughs> yeah, so it could take a really, really long time. It, could, mm-hmm. it depends on how committed you are to the work in the first place, right? And and the role of having people around you that can support you through this. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, that's the first question I ask people or groups or organizations I work with who want to go deeper is what is your support system? Because if they don't have it, I'm not, I don't, that's the first thing we do is start to develop it. 
Um, and, and what I've also witnessed is the people who love us the most, really, the people who love us the most are the most resistant and it's unconscious. But, but what's happening is if you're changing, they, they don't know what to do. They're, they, they're familiar and comfortable with how you've been. And so as you start to change, they have their own reaction to that. So really working with people to understand who are those people in your support network or who are just having a reaction but want the best for you and those people who are in your support network who are going to um, uh, have, uh, what's the word, they're going to, manipulate's a strong word, but they're going to sabotage or manipulate your growth. You have to discern those people um, and um, build the support around the people who are going to, to be with you. But the interesting thing is, as you start to grow and change, people start to show up to support you if you're really willing to do the work. And I see that that's the synergy. That's the synchronicity of this path is more and more people show up and you find more and more people. And, you know, a big part of our work is about community and connection. I mean, with our initial investments, it was about mindfulness and going deeper and, you know, um, getting focused and being aware of our stories and our reactions. And then you get to the point where, okay, I, I'm i more centered and balanced, but now I need community. And that's, that's a big question in our field right now is how do we really build authentic community? Um, how do people find the communities there that resonate with them? It's essential. Yeah, I, that, that's certainly what I found. Any kind of real and lasting change that we're trying to make needs to be reinforced and and helped along by by a supportive community. So I appreciate that, Charlie. Um, just tell me a little bit about your work with uh, companies. Yeah, so we began investing in companies ten years ago. We were we were really the first uh, in, investment group focused on this space. And we made investments in companies that today, for many people, have become household words. Uh, a company like Headspace uh, or Insight Timer. Uh, we've invested in, uh, you know, mindfulness apps. We've invested in uh, digital therapeutics. These are software that are actually being approved by the FDA to treat conditions or to work alongside the medical system or, or pharma, you know, to improve um, results. Um, and what's happened is through the work at Bridge Builders, like there's been a whole global movement or industry really created, um, you know, through some of these companies and then many other companies that have formed to help people to, you know, first of all, I'd say reduce their stress. That was our, our initial companies were really around, uh, around stress reduction and now we're going deeper in companies that really helped, you know, create, like Maureen was saying, authentic communities or deeper invitations to self-reflection, um, you know, so that, so that we can encourage people to, uh, get on this path of transformation and to, you know, to sort of follow their own, uh, their own path. So we, you know, we've invested in startup companies like, it, you know, it's akin to venture capital where we invest in sort of series A type companies. And then our, our, our impact is that we create global scale and, uh, and in doing that, we create abundant companies. Outstanding. I love it. Well, Maureen and Charlie, if the people are ready for your difference making tip, what do you have for them? 
to me, uh, you know, I think we've been talking about it. My tip is, you know, if you're feeling called to, uh, you know, to a different path, follow that path, follow that, um, you know, follow that path, have the courage, uh, to transform. And, and my difference making, um, tip is presence being totally present in the moment, paying attention without judgment and really deeply listening to yourself and to the other, um, or others. And that ability to be deeply present will allow you to be in the synergy and synchronicity and, um, trust yourself. Well, I think can't stress it enough. <laughs> yeah. I think that is great stuff that definitely gets, come on, come on. Maureen and Charlie, thank you both so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Our website is uh, shiftit.com. Uh, then it, our, the, the Bridge Builders website is bbcollaborative.com. You can also find Maureen. She's a teacher on Insight Timer. Uh, and so you can find her work there. What? I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So those are three places to find us. I love it. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Marina and Charlie your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to shiftit.com. Check out bbcollaborative.com and also find Maureen Pelton on Insight Timer as well. Thanks again, Marina and Charlie. Thank, Thank you, George. Thank you, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together.